Precious D. How many tickles does it take to make an octopus laugh? Is it ten? Is it ten tickles? Ten tickles! (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, friends and neighbors, welcome to Monster Movie Fun Time Go. Today's movie is Ten Tickles. Ten tickles. (laughs) Stop it! (laughs) Tentacles from 1977. An Italian-American so-called horror film. Oh. <laughs> Directed by Ovidio G. Asonitas. Mmm, Asonitas. <laughs> it says here, billed in the U.S. version as Oliver Hellman. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. I, I didn't know directors had stage names, <laughs> film names for their American releases. It's in color. It is 102 minutes. The budget was... 750000 The box office was $3 million. Oh, nice. I don't know what the kill count was. The monster is a giant octopus. Yes. Yes. But uh, honestly, I didn't notice that it was giant until like almost the end. Well, like, at least over halfway through. They were, I mean, they call it one, but they were just doing a real close up of a. Yeah, exactly. I was like, is it giant? But eventually you get to see that it is. So there is a real, you know, there is a real species that's called the giant octopus. (laughs) Giant giant Pacific octopus. The biggest ones, I think, get to be about 30 feet. Damn. I mean, that's from one tentacle to the other. That's still huge. It's pretty big. That's a big animal. I'm not really sure how big this one was meant to be. But a lot of things are not explained in this movie. That is very Uh, true. This is a very 70s movie <laughs> in that it's full of just really 70s people. <laughs> 70s actors, I mean. Okay. I, I mean, you might not be old enough to recognize any of these people. I didn't. Let's go through the cast here. Sure. John Huston as Ned Turner. Academy Award winner, John Huston. Nominated 15 times, one twice wow for screenplay and director of treasure of the adapted screenplay and director of treasure of the sierra madre hmm. directed both his father and his daughter to academy award winning performances wow his daughter's angelica houston uh i don't remember his father's name <laughs> i don't think he's quite as uh famous as either of them his parent, his father was uh, Walter Houston. Hmm. I always think of John Houston as Gandalf because he was the voice of Gandalf in the animated Hobbit and Return of the King from the 70s, from when I was a kid. Wow. Yeah. In the lands of Middle Earth, in an area known as the Shire, there was a village named Hobbiton. There, in a hole in the ground, lived a hobbit. Not a nasty, dirty, wet hole, nor a dry, bare, sandy hole, 
It was a hobbit hole. And that means comfort. He has a very distinctive voice. Okay. So, first time I ever saw him in a movie, I was like, that's Gandalf. <laughs> I know that voice anywhere. Shelley Winters, also an Academy <laughs> Award winner, as his sister, Tilly Turner. Bo Hopkins as Will Gleason. Henry Fonda, who could not have worked more than a two days maximum on this film. Probably one day. <laughs> Henry Fonda as Mr. Whitehead, president of Trojan Construction. Hmm. Della Bocardo as Vicky Gleason. Cesar Danova as John Corey. Claude Atkins as Sheriff Robards. That's not Sheriff Lobo, Sheriff Robards. Honey Bee has no idea what I'm talking about. Nope. Claude Atkins played a character named Sheriff Lobo on two different television shows in the 80s. Mm. Maybe the 70s? Not sure. Damn. He first appeared in BJ and the Bear and then got spun off into his own show, The Misadventures of Sheriff Lobo. Alan Boyd is Mike. Sherry Buchanan as Judy Franco Diogeni. Theogen? I don't know. As Chuck. And Mark Fiorini as Don. A lot of Italians in this Italian-American co-production <laughs> that's supposed to be taking place in Florida, I think? I have no idea. But a number of people just inexplicably have Italian accents because it's an Italian <laughs> co-production. Honeybee, opening thoughts, feelings, emotions? Oh, man. I will say, I have this note a lot. If you're a fan of the show, you probably know I always pay attention to the music. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this movie's music is crazy. I, it's wacky. It's insane. Sometimes I'm like, what the hell? Like, the music tells you how to feel uh-huh. before... You're, you feel how you're supposed to feel because it always, like, the music very <laughs> much introduces everything that's happening. Music first, uh-huh. you know? And, wow, I, I have the note a lot, like, oh, my gosh, the music here. Or, like, what the but, fuck is the music here? But the octopus's theme is a weird what? sort of electric organ Yeah, like thing. an electric synthesizer. Yeah. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, if you've not seen this movie, this movie is very obviously not exactly a ripoff of, but definitely trying to cash in on the popularity of Jaws. Yeah. This is very much Jaws with an octopus. <laughs> yeah, it is. Well, I, I I did think it was better than it came from beneath the sea. Oh, I thought you were going to say better than Jaws. No, no, I didn't think it was better than Jaws, but I did think it was better than it came from beneath the sea. It's definitely, although it's a Jaws kind of ripoff, it is also very much influenced by it came from beneath the sea. Mm -hmm. I don't think I could say it was better. No? Well, there's just, it's just so slow. Yeah. And there's just huge sections of... (laughs) Shelley Winters, who's possibly... Drunk. Oh my god. 
I don't know. I don't want to make assumptions. I don't know her history of anything, but <laughs> her personal. I'm saying I don't know if she. It just seemed to, Academy Award winner Shelley Winters just seemed maybe like she could have been a little tipsy throughout the production. Wow. <laughs> and who could blame her? <laughs> the thing is, at this point, you you wouldn't remember any of this because you, you weren't born yet. Mm-hmm. Or, well, you were barely... Uh, I was born in the 90s. Jesus Christ. <laughs> what were we talking about the other day? <laughs> there was some movie we were talking about and you were, like, excited because it was the first thing you were alive for. <laughs> And so for some reason I was thinking, oh, I know, it was it was Flash Gordon, maybe? Maybe. Yeah, it was, so we were, uh, folks, if you have not joined our Patreon, you would know why we're talking about Flash Gordon. We have a patron-exclusive Flash Gordon episode where we go through the entire history of Flash Gordon. And it's amazing. It's an and amazing at, episode. And at one point, it is, at one point we got to where... Honey Bee was born. <laughs> and I was confusing that with, like, maybe the last movie we did. And I was thinking somehow, I had a brain fart and was thinking you were alive when this was made. But you were not. I was not. You would not know that at this point in her career, Shelley Winters was a little bit of a joke. Oh. She was your go-to celebrity joke name to mention if you were talking about somebody being overweight. Aw. And they, in this movie... Yeah. They make a crack about her fucking son mm-hmm. brings up her weight or some shit. She's not that big. Mm-mm. No, she's not a skinny little model, but she's not gigantic either. She's yeah. just a plump, normal-sized person. But she had kind of become a little bit of a joke at this point. Might have had something to do with Poseidon Adventure, and I think her character gets stuck at some point when they're trying to... Get like in a Winnie the Pooh underwater situation. Oh my god, <laughs> that might have uh, contributed to that image. Anyway, it wouldn't surprise me to learn that she was drunk throughout this movie because <laughs> <laughs> their performance is just so uh, drunk. Just... Uh, <laughs> Damn it! Oh my god. Um, <laughs> anyway, oh so the score since you liked it so much. Mm-hmm. Italian composer Stelvio Kipperani, who scored the similarly Jaws-inspired films The Great Alligator and Piranha 2 The Spawning. Ugh. I don't think The Great Alligator is on our list, but I don't believe The Great Alligator is on our list. I'll have to look into that. Hmm. Do we want to just get into the plot? or oh, Let's... Let's dive in, okay. shall we? I've got the plot here from Wikipedia. Thanks, Wikipedia. People are turning up dead. Wow! <laughs> at Salona Beach, okay. a seaside tourist resort. Their skeletons picked clean of flesh and bone marrow. Well, damn, that just really just skips a whole lot. Well, shit. I mean, the movie starts with a baby being killed by the octopus. Yeah, but there it's so funny because there's like a baby sound effect like mm-hmm. but the actual baby is like this. Well, the the whole opening scene sounded ADR'd to me. It did. Yeah, it really did. But it was just so funny to me that the baby sound effect noises were not matching like the baby and then they also 
they call the baby Billy and Fatso, but um, <laughs> Billy. And later on, when the police are talking about it, they keep, keep referring to the baby as she. And I'm like, it was a boy. Well, it was Billy. It was Roberta, maybe? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But, well, it wouldn't surprise me if this movie was just inconsistent. Very inconsistent. Maybe they were just misgendering the baby. Uh, That's offensive. So the, <laughs> these two women are chatting, and one of them has left the baby in his little stroller crib or whatever by the side of the shore, and a friend has waved at her across the street, and she's gone to talk to the friend. Because this is 1977 when you could just leave your baby across the street and talk to your friend well, and not worry about it getting snatched. It sh- except by that octopuses. <laughs> the thing is, the baby should have been, it was strapped down into a thing. It should have been perfectly safe. It was like a 10 feet, 10 feet away from the water. Yeah, yeah. He, he, he wasn't, it wasn't going to crawl to the edge by mm-hmm. itself or anything. Yeah. But she didn't know a giant octopus was going to crawl out of the water up onde the shore grab up, the baby like up a like little the, tasty yes, snack up the what like little 10 20 foot cliff uh-huh and he yanked the baby yoink the baby <laughs> and uh run away with it but that's apparently what happened yeah. of course we don't actually see any of that because it's a baby and that would be inappropriate well yeah but also that would cost money <laughs> we just see cars passing by and then it does that thing where a car <laughs> passes by and then the thing on the other side is not there anymore mm-hmm and she looks over and she's like, what? Where's Billy? <laughs> oh, Billy, no. And then a couple of divers turn up dead. Yeah. So the local sheriff, Atkins. Oh, but wait. What? When the divers turn up dead, yeah. there is a girl forcing herself onto a boy. What? Yes. Okay. Oh, 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 right, right, right. Yes, in the boat. Yeah. Like on this little like dock thing. Yeah. And she's like, and he's like. So and so, that girl, blah blah blah. And she's like that weirdo, and he's like, yeah, she kisses better than you. And then she's like holding him down and like trying to kiss him. And then he drops his fishing pole in the water. So he goes to get his fishing pole, and the skill—that's when the skeleton pops yeah. up, and it looks like one of those made in Taiwan arms that you see at like a haunted house. <laughs> like it pops up like, Wah! and they're like, ah. But I was like, oh my gosh, just the, it was just, it was a little weird. This guy's little... gone on a sort of a fishing date with this girl Girl, uh that he is not interested in at all or he's been interested but lost interest or something and yeah he's dating a lot of women (laughs) and is telling her how they all kiss better and so she's gonna force him to (laughs) reevaluate yeah he's like holding her down or she's sexually assaulting she is sexually assaulting this gentleman yes yeah um and then fortunately a corpse intervenes (laughs) before (laughs) oh my god before Welcome she can, to 1977. Yeah, before she can completely compromise his virtue. <laughs> Jesus. So Claude Atkins, the sheriff, has no leads, but crusading newspaper reporter Ned Turner suspects the construction of an underwater tunnel, tunnel by the Trojan Company owned by Mr. Whitehead, which is Fonda. But before he does that, there's a weird scene with he and... Apparently, he and his sister live together, Shelly Winters. Yeah, and she's a little bit of a floozy. Yeah. <laughs> They've both I been married and divorced a couple of times mm-hmm. and are now living with each other because no one else can tolerate them, I guess. <laughs> but she has a son who seems more like her grandson. But yeah. But just not 
just because of her age, but there's just something about the dynamic that it seems more like a grandmother who has the boy for a week than the mother who raises him all the time. Yeah, it's a little bit strange. And I, at first, thought this scene between, like, the brother-sister thing was going weird. And, like, in the beginning, I was like, this is kind of weird. But then, we, like, you once thought they... thought we were in some, for some kind of Tennessee Williams nonsense. Oh, yeah, I was just like, what the fuck dark is shit? going on here? And then I was like, oh, okay. And, like, you know, as someone who's, like, very close to my brother, and he's, like, one of the most important people in my life, I was like, oh, like, they live together, and they're, like, uh, like adults, and that's cool. Like, uh-huh. I like this. It's cool. But then, as her character, like, progresses through the movie, I was like... Because I even wrote down, like, oh, haha, I'm like, that's so funny. Like, I'm glad she's a hoe. I love that she's a hoe. Because he's like, who did you seduce last night? You know? And she, it, it's just so funny. But then, like, as the movie went on, I was like, ew, she's kind of like, the way she treats the little boy, especially. Uh-huh. I did think it was just kind of awkward. Like, she's not very maternal. Uh-huh. It's very weird. Yeah. Like, yeah, like very much like she's babysitting. Yes. She seems more like his aunt or his grandmother mm-hmm. than his actual mother. So anyway, Whitehead threatens Turner to leave it alone, but after several more deaths, he interrogates killer whale trainer and marine expert <laughs> Will Gleason. He interrogates him. There is a there is a that. phone conversation between Peter Fonda and John Houston, where neither of them were on the set at the same time. Mm-hmm. They didn't meet. I'm sure Fonda was. Like I said, one day, two days maximum on this film. And mm-hmm. he's just in one location. Yeah. But this thing never pays off. They never actually prove that the tunnel building has antagonized the octopus. Mm-hmm. They don't connect it to him. He never has to pay any consequences for it. Mm-hmm. I think they're just trying, because it's a Jaws wannabe, <laughs> they're trying to make it economic or business or something because the whole thing about jaws is we can't shut the down the beach it's going to hurt the economy the businessmen didn't want to shut down the beach so a businessman is going to be the bad guy in this but we never actually prove that that's what's going on yeah it's just really weird there's a lot of things not proven in this movie it's just like guess (laughs) do you know what's happening take a wild guess (laughs) So Will Gleason, who's some kind of famous diver and works at SeaWorld or something with a couple of orcas. The orca music yeah. was so cool with the whale sounds and the music. He oh. doesn't want to. He's like, I'll send a couple of my guys to check it out. They get killed. Mm-hmm. Uh, when two of Gleason's divers are also killed, Gleason goes to investigate himself and determines the attacks are the result of Trojan using ultrasonic drilling techniques where the sound waves have been above regulated levels, whatever the fuck that means, which maddens a giant octopus, causing causing it to attack and devour human swimmers and boaters, whatever it feels similar frequencies. He I basically just sucks them like a lollipop, like just sucks the flesh off their bones. Yeah, yeah. And leaves skeletons. <laughs> And uh, attempts to engulf entire boats. Yeah. Yeah, he does. Tiny toy boats. Oh, and I think this is important to note, too. His growl. I just want to say, remember whenever we watched the Spider movie recently and they were like high-pitched whale sounds? Uh-huh. And now we're in the ocean and it's a, actually like a low growl. <laughs> and I was like, thank goodness 
It was so much better. Was it? Yeah. I wasn't. I wasn't feeling it. You were. Yeah, I, I'm not sure I even noticed. Ah. So the wife Vicky doesn't want him to go diving for some reason. Because even though he's a professional dudes, diver, because two of his men died. I guess, but she just seems concerned more about how long he's going to be down and how deep he's going to She's like, go. your lungs could explode like a balloon. Yeah, I'm like, he's a professional. I think he knows. She just seems more concerned about the actual diving than mm-hmm. about being attacked by an octopus. Yeah, well, they don't know it's an octopus yet, but he does, like, set her in the business. He's like, hey, you listen to me. Two of my men died down there, and I'm going to go and figure out why, Vicky. And then the music is like... Love the word cuddly makeup music and he, he hears it and he's like you're right person scoring this movie and then he walks over and sits on the couch and he's like Vicky I love you I'm gonna do the dive but I'll only do it this is another inconsistency like weird part where he's like I'll only go 120 feet and for three minutes and then the next scene she's like telling her friends she's like well he said he'd only go 150 feet and I was like what no it was 120 <laughs> Yeah, she go, so she goes to join her sister at the pool when her sister goes off on a boating expedition and also goes missing. Gleason's wife goes in search. This was just weird. So that yeah, she goes she goes off the Vicky's just like, "No, no, I I'm just going to hang out here. You guys go." So she goes with a couple of friends. And there's a lot of fat shaming of some... I know. I was going to say Italian guy, but I think he's actually Spanish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he is. Because uh, uh, he says, like, cabron and... Yeah, he has a... a adios. And by Spanish, amigo. I think I mean from Spain, not not Mexican or some other Hispanic country. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming because this is an Italian co-production that he's actually from Spain. Mm. Or he could be an Italian for some reason pretending to be Spanish. Maybe. I don't know. Would you consider the octopus eye looking into the submarine for the diver a window Kong moment? Because <laughs> uh, he is looking through a window and it is just his if, eyeball looking through the window. If the diver were a woman Naked? taking a shower... <laughs> In a towel, if you yeah. were wrapped in a towel. Yeah. Okay, fair. Um, <laughs> I think somebody's wrapped in a towel at some point, though. Yeah. Anyway, the wife goes off looking for the sister, mm-hmm. and her boat gets attacked. Which, it's so cool, the effect, where it's all, like, bubbling up, and she's, like, looking, and it just, like, the camera zooms into her. She has beautiful, like, striking blue eyes, and, like, the water, like, bubbling up, and it just, like, zooms into her blue eyes, and she's, like, screaming, and then the water just goes over the whole boat, and you can tell that they're kind of, like, dummies, I guess, Uh standing there, because the water comes in the boat, and these, like, stick figure people just, like, fall over. Yeah, 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 they said a couple of mannequins. (laughs) Yeah, mannequins, yeah. And just had the water (laughs) wash them away. So, yeah, she gets killed, Mm -hmm. because, of course, she does. She does swim. She does, like, live for a second, long enough to swim to, like, a little buoy, and then see the tentacles taking over the rest of the boat that she was on and she swims to like a wrecked boat yeah. and then it takes over that boat too. Yes. So we do get to see her see the tentacles. Yeah. Now, cool. in, folks, in real life, and they kind of mentioned this in the movie, giant octopuses rarely attack yeah, they're like humans. Shy. They're shy. And even when they attack humans, they don't normally actually kill them and mm-hmm. eat them yeah. <laughs> down to the bone. Uh, so, uh, 
there you go um gleason uh in the meantime sorry uh no wait hold on yes in the meantime turner's sister tilly shelly winters Mm -hmm. has taken her young son to a boating race (laughs) which is like what the fuck (laughs) this just says which he is one of the few to miraculously survive okay so that's kind of jumping over yeah, we got to talk about Jamie and is it Timmy or Tommy? I don't remember. Uh, Tommy. Tommy. Tim, okay, so there's this one point where she's like, "Okay, boys," like blah blah blah. She's like paying for them to enter this boat race, which I'm yes. unsure why the boat race is happening with all of this crazy shit going on. But anyways, um, I think and, it's an annual thing that they've yeah, but all for these people are they're pulling skeletons out of the fucking water like they need to cancel the goddamn boat race, okay? But yeah, the authorities don't figure that out until, until it's already started. Yeah, until way late. So, but at one point, Jamie has like one line uh-huh. through the whole movie. Even like he, we see Jamie's mom, like, uh-huh. but this little boy doesn't really talk much. He's a. I'm not saying he's a bad actor or anything, but I'm just saying his one line. It shocked me because he has full-grown man voice, okay? And he's the smaller one out uh-huh. of, like, Timmy uh-huh. or Tommy or whatever right. this guy. So when they're asking to be um, in the oh, – they're registering for the race. Yes. And, and Timmy's like, oh, please, Mommy, in this little <laughs> voice. And then Jamie goes, oh, please, Mrs. Turner. And I was like, Jesus! Like, that boy <laughs> – his voice was so deep. It was so uh, funny. So, and it didn't seem like his real voice. No, you thought it was ADR. But I, I felt kind of. There were different parts throughout the whole movie where I felt like it was, like recorded over. Yeah, yeah. So, so that did they call it a yacht race at one point? Yes, they did. It, but they're sailboats. The, well, tiny little sailboats. I don't know. Maybe there's a technical definition of yacht that I'm unaware of. Let and me. then this was weird, too, when she's signing them up for the yacht race and she says, it's going to be a big crowd. Mrs. Turner says that. It's going to be uh-huh. a big crowd. And the woman replies, we are. And I was like, <laughs> did she just glitch? Like, what? <laughs> what? That's not. We are. Uh, um, okay. So according to Wikipedia, a yacht is a sailing or power vessel used for pleasure, cruising or racing. Okay. There is no standard definition, though the term generally applies to vessels with a cabin intended for overnight use. Mm. That is not what is being raced here, though. No, they're tiny little sailboats like, to I be am termed, from New Now, to be termed a yacht as opposed to a boat, such a pleasure vessel is likely to be at least 33 feet in length and may have been judged to have good aesthetic qualities. They are racing little one-person sailboats mm-hmm. not things with a cabin i was gonna say one man but it seems to be mostly children this is the junior regatta mm-hmm. at one point they do refer to it as the junior regatta so it's all young boys and girls in one person sailboats some of them have two though oh do they mm-hmm. okay but and yeah. she and, and the but mom it's a makes one that can promise. it's one that can be controlled by one person yeah and at one point the mom makes him promise if it's too windy that they'll both get in the same boat yes they they do end up in the same boat don't they mm-hmm yeah, but they're very small, and one person can control it by themselves. Cost five whole dollars to register each of them. Oh my god! But it's not five. They get t-shirts. Please, mommy. They Come get... on, Mrs. Turner. Please let us go on the boat race. Yeah, you get a t-shirt for that, so not too shabby. Oh yeah. Uh, but apparently they have enough money that 
they own one of these boats. Mm-hmm. I don't know. The scene with the boat race is just so weird because they start doing these weird freeze frames and stuff. Yeah, I love it. And there's a lot of music playing over. I just found it weird. It was so cool. Uh... There's no sound equipment around. So there, there's a lot of long shots with music playing over top as they hang around and have ice creams and get ready for the boat race and stuff. Yeah, and there's like a guy telling a joke. So some of the freeze oh my frames God. are like people like laughing and smiling. And then it'll go from like the freeze frames of people laughing and smiling to frames of the children struggling to from the octopus. I mean, I'm glad like you, killing them. I'm glad you mentioned the guy telling the joke. So as part of the just activities that are going on, there's well, there's the world's smallest parade at one point. <laughs> there is a guy in like an Uncle Sam sort of costume, mm-hmm. but without the beard. Mm-hmm. But, you know, stars and stripes, top hat, tailcoat thing, who is also some sort of outdoor stand-up comedian. Ugh. He leads the parade, but he's also doing stand-up comedy in a sort of blanketed picnic environment. There's people all around him. Mm-hmm. And we keep hearing these snippets of these jokes, but never the entire joke. We yeah. don't hear any of the punchlines, or we hear the punchline, but we don't hear the setup. Mm-hmm. And it was just so, so weird to me. It's a bizarre choice. It, it is, but I, I really liked it. Ah, uh, I hated it. You did? I yes, I was like, just let him finish the goddamn joke. If I'm, you're making me, <laughs> with, I'm sitting here listening to this whole story. Just way too much. To, there's no plot happening. Yeah. I'm just getting all this atmosphere and listening to a substantial amount of this story. And then they don't tell me the end of it. Mm-hmm. And I just like, why? Why? Dang. I found it very annoying. But also just it seemed like a lot of padding mm-hmm. because we got to get a certain minute count on this movie. Oh. But we don't have enough octopus footage to uh-huh. actually or effects budget. But at this point, the reporter and the sheriff and the diver have figured out the areas that it's attacking or something. Yeah, but they send a helicopter with a goddamn chalkboard that says, danger, go back. It's a chalkboard. They realize they they need to cancel the race and the helicopter goes out. And rather than using some sort of bullhorn or something. Yeah. He holds it. One of the guys holds a sign out the soccer <laughs> that says, turn Danger, back. Go back. Don't do it. But it's too late. The, um, the octopus does show up and attacks a number of the boats and some of the children mm-hmm. do not make it back, including Jamie, Jamie, whose mother had turned him over to another mother to take care of. She had entrusted her child mm-hmm. to drunken Shelly Winters. Mm-hmm. It's not her fault, but that relationship's not going to ever be repaired. <laughs> <laughs> and what's even worse is when Jamie's mom realizes that he's not there and the Shelly Winters character realizes, Mrs. Turner realizes, like, also, she grabs her son, pulls him to her really close, says, oh, thank God. Right. Uh, yes. And it was really insensitive. Yes. That jumped out at me, too. I'm like, yes, like, yes. Ouch. Thank God you saved my son. But fuck you, God. You killed 
Yeah. You, you can't. If you, uh, it just seemed really insensitive in the moment because yes. she was so devastated that her son was dead. And right. She could have waited until she fully walked away. Well, it's, I mean, of course she's going to hug her own son, but just the sort of thank God yeah. does imply God loved my child more than yours. Yeah, and it was saved awful. him, but couldn't save your and child. And maybe that was just the booze talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it may not have been scripted. <laughs> she might have just been <laughs> acting. Uh, her whole thing during this... She's trying to, they've established that the kids have a walkie-talkie, and so she's trying to call them on the walkie-talkie, but it's not ever made clear that anyone has told her something. About the waves. About the... The The radio waves. No, the octopus. Oh, no, no. She just starts worrying without receiving any information to tell her to worry, I think. Yeah, well, I think it's because all of a sudden, like, they're talking the whole time, and then all of a sudden they stop responding to her. Maybe that's it, yeah. But she's just doing a lot of random acting without actual proper Words, lines or yeah. anything. Just looking worried, trying to raise them on the radio. Yeah. And it just seems like they told her to just go mm-hmm. and just 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 start calling them. Just be worried. Call out their names on the radio, and then just filmed everything she did for five minutes mm-hmm. and put all of it into the movie. <laughs> With no real sound, just a yeah. guy telling a joke, yeah. a half-assed joke in the background. Yeah. So it wasn't... I'm going to blame the director for that and not her. Okay. So... We we got to talk about this guy with the fucking orcas. Oh, God damn it. <sighs> yeah, Bo. Uh, what's his real name? I uh, wish you guys I could see Precious' name. face. Isn't it Will? <laughs> yeah, the actor is Bo. Bo Hopkins. But Will is his name in the... Yes. Bo Hopkins was in a lot of big movies in this period. From 68 to 70-ish, 80 to 90. I mean, he was in stuff as late as 2020, but he was in some big stuff in this period. Like American Graffiti, more American Graffiti, (laughs) Big Bad John, this movie. (laughs) Midnight Express, that's the other big one. He was in a lot of big movies in this period. So it probably, again, somebody whose name is a little bit bigger than this movie deserves. Mm-hmm. And he, uh, he's <laughs> he has these two sort of pet killer whales named Summer, Summer and, Winter. and Winter. Yeah. Named because he met his wife in the summer and married her in the winter is mm-hmm. why they're named this. Mm-hmm. And he has somehow had the time to go get them from SeaWorld, <laughs> put them in a cat carrier for a killer whale, <laughs> basically. Yeah. He puts them in these big tanks to transport them. I guess this is a thing that exists because they're Don't not models. Lying. They're, I mean, we see these. Yeah, they're not models until they attack the octopus. Yeah. They're uh, uh, so his idea is to see if he can't convince his pet killer whales to kill the octopus. And he just tells them like he speaks English to them because they understand him and he understands. Oh, them. I think he's also planning to use them as octopus detectors. He's got speakers hooked up to their yeah. pods that they're in mm-hmm. to they're somehow going to start 
chittering in a different manner when the octopus is near. Mm-hmm. And I think there's the producers are confusing giant octopuses with giant squids. Probably. Because there is a history of giant squids battling with whales. Mm-hmm. Not not killer whales, but like sperm whales. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think maybe that's what they had in mind. Okay. But he has just the most bizarre monologue. Yeah, it's, it is. I literally put, it's a love letter monologue. Love letter monologue to the orcas about helping kill the octopus. And they understand because of the scene that we saw right before this, where he told his friend that he understands them and they understand him. Uh, Doesn't he also mention, though, that he's keeping them a little hungry? Like sort of (laughs) underfeeding your attack dogs so that they'll really go after. Yeah, kind of. He gets on top of the tank and talks down into the hole. Oh, gosh. I wish you guys could see about this right now. how much he's... he's just like, this is what I need you to do for me, Well, You understand? Yeah. And if you run away, I'll understand. Yeah. But he... I really need you to kill this octopus for me because it's killed some of my friends, you hear? And it killed my wife. Right, right. <laughs> but, yeah, he's kind of sort of bargaining with him but also acknowledging... Look, you're just animals and I don't control you. And when yeah. I let you go, if you want to just swim away, that's that's okay with me. That's your uh, business. I'll understand. But before he can do that, the octopus attacks and destroys the tank. But they get away. Yeah. And they do, in fact, come back <laughs> and well, kill the octopus. Yeah. Him, Will, and the other guy... I don't remember his name now. They scuba suit up, and then the orcas just pop out of nowhere, and the tiny toy orcas defeat the tiny toy octopus. And what's funny about this scene is the music is so epic compared to what's going on. Uh-huh. Like, the music is so good, but what we're actually seeing is kind of just, like, lame and boring. And... I think Don, was Don the other? Oh, maybe, yeah. I'm not sure if it's Don or Mike. I think it's Don. Or even Chuck. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, the the end of the summary here says, uh, Gleason vows to kill the octopus and takes his trained killer whales out to where his wife was killed. In the end, the octopus is killed by that pair of killer whales while he tries to save another diver. Mm -hmm. Um, Is this the same scene or is that an earlier scene where one of them gets trapped under some rocks? I think it's earlier. Yeah, there's a whole underwater thing with having mm-hmm. to get the tank off of mm-hmm. of one guy who's trapped in her there. And it wasn't at all clear to me during that scene which of them was trapped, who was rescuing whom. Mm-hmm. I wasn't sure if it was Will that was trapped or Will doing the rescuing. Yeah. Because <laughs> I kept thinking, wait, is that Will trapped? Isn't he supposed to be the hero? Why is he sucking so much? <laughs> I wasn't, I wasn't Pull sure. Pull yourself together, Will. Uh William. So, uh, yeah, there you go. There's the plot to Tentacles. Tentacles. Uh, <laughs> there was tentacles. one scene where it's right before the um, yacht race where there's all these people just gathered at the beach with the John, with John, the brother John Williams. Uh-huh. Yeah. And they're all John like... John Houston, I mean. They're all like standing at the beach and there's like this saucy lo-fi jazz music playing the nighttime scene yes 
Right. What the fuck was that? I don't know. Yeah, there's this very weird scene what? where like, is, is it after somebody's been killed? Yeah. There there's no dialogue. It's nighttime. They've pulled out two skeletons and the baby skeleton at this point. Okay. And it seems like everybody's maybe gathered to watch them bring in the bodies. But they just But they're not doing that. They just watch boat after boat go by and there's like this like saucy lo-fi jazz sexy date music playing. Oh, is that what you I thought it was meant to be sad it, music? I was like, what is this music? like why is this music playing? Like I feel like this is like Again, it was just padding. It was just they had gone out and taken some footage mm-hmm. just for some establishing shots and decided to turn it into a whole scene. <laughs> yeah. It's <sighs> Any final thoughts on Tentacles, Honeybee? Mm, let's see. Final thoughts. I liked it better. I thought it was better than it came from beneath the sea a little bit. Um, I liked the music. I liked the sound effects. I liked the monster sound effects. Um, what else? Huh. There wasn't a Ponchito or a Ponchita in this movie. Uh, was, I mean, there were children, but they weren't not. doing Ponchito stuff now. Yeah, they weren't like in really involved in no. the, the things. They weren't purposely sticking their faces in the octopus or, or anything. Or like. peeing in their brains. <laughs> <laughs> took me a second to realize where you were going with that. That's a reference to Space Monster Wang Magui, folks, if you haven't listened to that episode yet. Please do. Um, what are you going to rate it? I'm going to rate it three. Oof. I'm giving it a one. And let me oh. tell you, folks, on Rotten Tomatoes, zero percent. Mm. Uh, I'm not even going to bother. There's some contemporary reviews here on, on Wikipedia, but they're they're bad. Uh, they are bad. I did not enjoy this movie. I don't know if all of these big actors had house payments they needed to make or or what. Uh, or if they owed somebody a favor or somebody had compromising photographs of them. Damn. I don't know why they were in this movie. Uh, well, shit. Because it was... It was bad. Maybe they all thought it was going to be Jaws. Yeah. Maybe, maybe so. they all they thought, thought it was going to be like get the hype that Jaws did. Yeah. They maybe thought it was going to be as good as Jaws and as popular as Jaws. Mm-hmm. And they were wrong. I still enjoyed it, though. I still liked it. Like, I enjoyed watching it. I thought it was funny. It I took laughed. me a couple of sessions to get through it. Mm. I did not. I kept falling asleep. I kept saying, Ugh, I just can't. I can't. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Uh, honeybee, go watch the animated Hobbit. Here's some okay. John Huston. Uh, some Gandalf Baggins. You shall not pass. The wizard always arrives when he intends to. Mm. I can't really do John Huston, but it seems like it should be easy, but I can't. There was a good quote in this movie where I thought, man, that applies to every kaiju. And it was, um, this monster is just, oh, I, hold on, I wrote it down. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta find it. It was like this. Uh, let's see. 
he's talking about how this one, this this octopus is different because it's tasted blood, and he says it's an animal disturbed by man's stupidity. <laughs> yep. And I was like, well, that's every kaiju ever. Just yep. an animal disturbed by man's stupidity. <laughs> that was my favorite quote of this film. There you go. Uh, I think that's going to wrap it up for today. It's about all the tentacles I can take. Uh, you can only take about, about ten tentacles. About ten tentacles. Uh, <laughs> folks, please uh, consider supporting us on Patreon. Oh. Oh, and Spotify. Yeah. If you're Okay, so there's... I don't, Spotify has changed some stuff to do with the commercials and whatnot. And long story short, it affects us. It affects us. It would benefit us if you're not a patron, if you would consider following us on Spotify. I don't yes. know if you actually have to listen or just go on there and click follow. If you if you follow and you like set it to where it downloads each episode, like yeah. to your phone or whatever. It will automatically count as a play for right. us. So, download, so. You, if for some reason you don't want to actually listen on Spotify, yeah, you that's can still what I... listen somewhere else. Yeah, but you can. Uh, it'll help us out if you if you follow us. So please consider doing that. Mm-hmm. Uh, consider becoming a patron at Patreon.com/slash/mmftg. Follow us on all the socials. The links to all that are in the show notes. Thank you. Thank you for listening. I will say too, I have Apple Music, uh-huh. and so that's where I like listen to my podcasts. Uh-huh. Choose Apple, but since I downloaded Spotify, Spotify rocks balls. <laughs> it's so good. I mean, it kind of like in comparison, Apple Music kind of sucks. Oh, no. <laughs> I hate to say that because I pay for Apple Music and I don't pay for Spotify, uh, but Spotify is kind of set up a little bit better. Oh, okay. Yeah. I see what you mean. And right. it's like the recommendations are better, the uh, playlists that it makes for you. Like, it's uh-huh. just more kind of intuitive, which is funny and kind of sucks. Huh. <laughs> so, yeah, go download Spotify and follow us, please. Uh, so, until next time, though, I've been Precious D. And I have been Honeybee. Remember to keep calm and take shelter in basements. And please, don't misuse science. We won't see you, but you will hear us, possibly on Spotify. <laughs> Next time <laughs> on Monster Movie Fun Time Go. Oh, let's go. <laughs> Possibly on Spotify. <laughs> You've been listening to Monster Movie Fun Time Go. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and review us on your podcasting platform of choice. Our theme song is by the Texacato Folk Rock Punk featuring Lita Lopez. You can support the show, find links to our social media, and even leave us a voice message at anchor.fm slash mmftg.